Hey everyone, so before I introduce the topic for today's podcast episode, as well as our guest for today, I've just got a question for you. Have you ever sat back and thought, what is your life going to look like? Or rather, what do you want your life to look like? And before I carry on with that, I'd like to introduce our episode. Um, I mean, my guest for today's episode. Hi guys, uh, so it's, <laughs> I'm your episode for today. <laughs> Clearly, no, it's, uh, my name's Marcus, um, work with the youth and students here in CRC Pretoria. It's a great opportunity, but a great privilege as well to be on your podcast today, Jason, speaking to the young people and speaking some sense into them in, um, in a big regard as well. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm grateful to have my episode here today. So thank you, episode. <laughs> Okay guys, so the topic for today, uh, so it's every single episode, but hopefully you can read, and it is my plan versus his plan, and it's not Marcus's plan, it's God's plan, Um, but do you want to just give a bit of background into this episode regarding your life, your life journey? I think why I might be relevant to to this topic specifically is because I definitely had my plan, I had it mapped out perfectly, I'm quite a detailed person in terms of strategic thinking. So, um, to a large extent, I was thinking in a direction and I was very much in that direction. You know, at school, I loved rugby. Rugby was like my be or end all kind of thing. And I wanted to be a rugby player. But something that came more naturally to me was actually swimming. And um, initially, I was largely pushed into the swimming thing because it was a lot of hard work. And it came naturally, like I said. So... It was something that I started off doing and it went well. I mean, the grade 10 is when I really started swimming seriously. It, it came naturally and I enjoyed it. And as I continued swimming, you know, I realized, okay, you've got a bit of a talent. Obviously, I'm um, on the tall side, so that helps. I'm on the Very big, tall. yeah, I'm on the big foot size as well, like size 13 shoes. It all helps, you know, to yeah. a certain extent. So I started swimming. Um, end of my trick, I was really hot full of swimming. Uh, and then I, and I thought, okay, I'm going to get out of this now. I'm going to be done. I'll go to university. Um, then actually at church, and, and, and that's something I'll speak about, the importance of that a little bit later on as well. We were at church and, you know, the Holy Spirit really spoke to me about the swimming thing. And it was something that couldn't, that didn't want to leave me. I just, every moment I was in God's presence, swimming came up and pursue swimming, pursue the career, use the talent. You've got a lot of influence in the swimming community to use that. Um, in any case, so I decided, okay, I'm going to get back into swimming. Yeah. And I heard that there's an opportunity, you know, to go to America, to go on a swimming scholarship, go swim there. So I found out what the qualifying times was for that. And then I started working my backside off to try and get to as close to those times as possible. And, um, you know, possibly getting a opportunity to go swim in America. Then uh, I injured my shoulder very drastically, hurt myself, um, and uh, it was a bit of a, okay, God, you said I'm a swim, now I'm swimming and now I hurt myself. What's your plan? Yeah. Ach, if I look back at it now, I realize that if I had not gotten injured, I would have gone to America and I probably would have missed everything where I'm sitting now. Yeah, I can resonate with that and I'll extend on it later, but carry on. Yeah, so now I'm in ministry, last thing I ever thought I'd be doing. There was two things actually I said I'd never do. One is a teacher and the other one is ministry. And? <laughs> yeah, well, now I'm, luckily I'm, no, well, I wouldn't say I'm a teacher, but I'm definitely in ministry. Yeah, but you're teaching people. I definitely, mean, and Jesus was a teacher. Yeah, exactly. And even on this podcast, you're actually teaching people because you're going to draw a lot of people to this podcast episode 100%. But when I said I could resonate with you, um, like also... 
the rugby or whatever in school you know it was a passion all of that and it was almost like i was also pushed into it so i mean later in the episode we can actually discuss the thing maybe it's maybe the topic or the title of this episode shouldn't be my plan versus his plan it should be my plan and their plan versus his plan because there's people out there that have these ideas of what your life should look like as well and i'm not saying okay a mentor doesn't have like great advice or whatever but there's just some odd people that think how your life should go and anyway yeah so for me as well like after school whatever there was a bit of a push from other people but i got into it myself like you know you with the swimming okay the scholarship opportunity okay now i'm going to push so the same thing with the rugby varsity cup came along and i was like okay cool now i'm going to push and it wasn't so i mean i got injured but i carried on playing through it but so it wasn't really the injury that stopped me but it was lockdown lockdown gave me a release gave me an opportunity to escape the rugby and the pressure that i felt even if it was self-perceived mm. from other people saying okay this is where you should go this this is the rugby this is your this is your process your journey mm. and yeah like i said it wasn't an injury but lockdown gave me that release where i could just break away from it and start you know finding myself Look, I'm very hard-headed when it comes to my plan. You know, and once I bought into the plan, I was like, no one can tell me I will not make it. Yeah. Even though I swam at a, at a stage, so after the injury, they told me I won't swim again. I had an operation on my, my shoulder. They did reconstructive surgery, uh, fixed it. And, you know, they told me, okay, that it won't be able to handle the amount of work that you'll have to put on it, the amount of strain. So that's the first turning point I would say that I think got kind of not obviously didn't cause the injury but I think he wanted me to learn from it I learned a lot of character there because all of a sudden I was faced with I want to do this but I can't and now I had to figure out a way to get beyond that so I started on this journey of rehab which took about a year and, and a month exactly where I was at rehab probably every day it sucked I hated every second of it um, two great physios that I obviously met through that but I mean at the end of the day I hated every second of it and eventually I got back into the pool and it was super slow you mean I mean the first time I got back into the in, into the pool I was expecting these times I'd set goals and I thought I'm gonna jump in and I'm just gonna swim these times oh yeah. my goodness I went home I was so sad <laughs> Because I just like, you know, God, I thought this is your plan for my life. And, you know, I kind of just got stick to the process, stick and, to the and process. And what were those times in that first, that first training session back? No, well, look, flip. If I have to now be honest with you, it was probably like 10, 15 seconds of some of my best times. So I mean, what, what, how long would that be then? Okay, so on the 50, 50 meter freestyle, you know, uh, five, let's call it five seconds. Because that can be... It's going to be almost 10 meters. Yeah. <laughs> that can be a lot. Yeah, but I'm saying, what do you think the times were? So I can relate to you. In terms of the 50 time at that stage? Yeah, when you were, just came out of the Yeah, I think at that stage, my fastest swimming 50 freestyle time was about the 25, and I swam 34 something. That's fine. That's still faster than me, probably. So <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to put that in there. No, so in, in on 100 meters, it was even worse. I mean, on 100 meters, swam under a minute. Yeah. And um, this one I swam on one one eleven minute and eleven seconds. That's you know that's slow. That'd probably take two minutes though. <laughs> that's true, but I mean remember now I'm I'm battling against a strong mind as well. No, anyway, so uh, <clears throat> start this journey, start swimming, um, and and really training and really working hard. And 
you know, and that's where I'm saying like, nobody could sway me from this. I made up my mind and I decided, God, this is what you said I'm going to do. So no one, not even my wise counsel in my life could tell me. Yeah, but see, that's, that's the thing, like I'll just, we can obviously build on this later, mm. but I just want to like interject before we forget about it. But I mean, that's also maybe a bit of an issue for us as strong men, because once our minds are set, I mean, obviously I've had it with like, you know, a relationship, like that one in first year, Yeah. If you know what I'm talking about. And my mind was like almost set, like regardless of everything else, my mind was set and I was like, because I wanted to, I was so loyal and committed, but that's what a strong man does. Yeah, th look, I think that the big, the big thing here for me was that I believed that I got a word from God and it was, this was it. It was like what Pastor Adward referred to, or the Bible refers to as a rhema word. And that was swimming for me. It yeah. was swim. And now if I look back at it, I understand why I had to do that. Because if I, you know, I don't know how much of this story I need to share, but... Um, if I look at it, if I look back at it now and I think about retrospect, I don't like living like that. But if I look back now, I'm like, thank God I went through that journey and thank God I stuck to it. Because at the first couple of, you know, obstacles where I could have stopped swimming, I would never have reached what I ended up reaching. Through the swimming, obviously, I, I was able to coach and I got to, you know, impart into many young lives. Some of the, the top swimmers, they're still swimming to this day. Yeah. You know, I got to make impact there. But not only that, I got to start a business. You know, in the business, in the business world, you have to have a lot of faith. But I always ask God, I want to be a, I want to be a significant giver. Yeah. If there's a building project, I want to be able to give big. And God made that possible through me sticking in this. You know, I started swimming, obviously. The business started. It was successful. And, um, you know, then I got married. And we, you know, the relationship went. And then um, the ministry call came. Yeah. Which well, I can speak about how I got to this point. But, I mean, I knew at that stage this is the right thing. Yeah. And the way I also knew was that everything I attempted then, selling the business, selling the clients... You know, all of those things just fell into place. It was it was crazy how it worked. And then all of a sudden I was sitting with this amount of cash in my bank account. And God said, well, you wanted to be a significant giver. You know, and what I loved about the whole story was that in that moment, I didn't even think about giving. Yeah. It wasn't even a debate. You know, I thought, Chanel, listen, I'm going to give this much. She supported me and we did it. That's it. Done deal. Yeah, I mean, look, looking Okay, maybe it doesn't correlate exactly to what you said, but you're talking about like looking back and you can see why you went through the process. And like I said to you before we recorded the episode, like in the quick discussion, you know, the whole thing of my plan versus his plan. It's like you, you set in your, in your plan and it's like, okay, how can I give this over to God? How can I let this be his plan? But then when you actually do let it become his plan and then things start falling into place, sort of like you said, not exactly, but similar, then you're like, oh wow, that was so easy. So, I mean, what, you can look back and you can say, like, oh wow, it should have been so easy to just do that, right? Or Yeah, look, at, at the end of the day, the first thing I want to say regarding that is God gives you certain talents. That's naturally that you're gifted in. Doesn't mean that you're going to make a living out of it. Genetic gifting is all like big arms. Yeah, genetically, <laughs> you know, God does bless people genetically, but I'm speaking about in general. You know, no, no, you've got teasing. some people have a, a math brain, yeah, right, but they end up becoming teachers, or you know, some people have a steady hand, they don't become pilots. Um, you know, so there's different 
talents that we are given and I think in the season of that talent we need to be very very um, faithful with the talent because and purposeful. purposeful as well because that thing I, I think that talent then that generally leads you to the platform where God launches you from saying okay you've now tested faithful in this you've now shown me that what I've given you you can look after so now I'm directing you now I'm pointing you where I kind of want you to go and like I said I'm pointed in the direction I least wanted to go into I guess looking or adding on to what you said because of the journey and like purposeful with your talents also you shouldn't really rush the journey would you agree with that or 100% so here's the thing that I like right I don't, I don't believe in living from miracle to miracle yeah right the reason for that is if we just get the miracle we're just gonna ask for another one you're never gonna run out of asking God for miracles yeah. right but in the process of getting the miracle or getting to the miracle as if it's a destination that's the important part I think I think the the, the journey of the process is the shaping is the character building you know that's where the knowledge is imparted that's where uh, perseverance is created that's where you put faith to work you really have to now without knowing for sure you're gonna get a breakthrough you have to believe you will and I think that's even that's way more important than the actual miracle itself yeah, but I mean also like people look at this thing of okay I'm gonna do this and this and this like point a B and C to get to a destination and this is not necessarily like correct English when I say this whatever but what happens if the journey is actually the destination in a way? Yeah, I think heaven is the destination. Yeah, but like I'm saying, like people are always aiming for this end point, but there's not necessarily... So, in okay, let's put it in this sense, like in this world, right, there's not necessarily an end point. So yeah, mm. heaven's the, the destination, yeah, yeah. but people almost, maybe that's why they stick to my plan. Because it's like you, they're always working towards something that they think once they get there, like you said earlier, it's going to fulfill them and it doesn't mm. actually fulfill them. But I think, let's, let me ask this question, right? Happiness. What is happiness? Is it a state? Is it a destination? What is happiness truly? Like, what does it even look like? The well, true state of happiness. That, well, I guess that's something that I've actually realized recently as well. Because, I mean, I've never had the thing of, okay, once I have X amount of cash in the bank or this value in my assets or whatever or asset value or whatever I'm going to be happy it's never been that I don't know I don't actually I don't ever think like okay cool what's going to make me happy because a fantastic wife is not going to make you happy she's human as well she's also going to get upset some days etc etc so like it's almost like happiness is like a fleeting moment but rather and it's something that passed out built upon well made a statement on but when he said, I think last week, Sunday or whatever, contentment is a state of mind. Happy where you are, but not necessarily sitting. So for me, that's what happiness is. You have to appreciate the world around you. And everyone's like, I've mentioned in previous episodes and stuff, but everyone is so focused on like the metaphorical and literal ground in front of them, that they're not taking in everything else around them. I mean, I get happiness, if you want to call it happiness, from helping other people, from speaking on the podcast, knowing that I'm helping people and it's not like a dopamine release I just like seeing people succeed and becoming better every single day so if you want to elaborate on the happiness thing then yeah I think happiness has become a very big pursuit of a lot of people and that's where our plan takes preeminence over God's plan you know I like referring to to Jesus's disciples now we won't dig into that too much but if you go read how those oaks died 
yeah. at the end of their journeys. <laughs> I don't know how much happiness they experienced. Yeah, well, I think we'd uh, get like R rated or something because of it that we had to discuss that. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, and at the end of the day, I think happiness is, is, is one of those things that like pops up here and there, but it can never be the, the end result. It can, because happiness, how long does it actually last for? How long are you happy? When you're happy, how long are you happy? I think we should time it and see. To be honest, like, <laughs> well, eat, a, eat a piece of chocolate and it's like uh, ten seconds. The taste's gone. Yeah. I mean, so, it, but that gives us a sense of chasing what we think will make us happy, getting there, and realizing, oh snap, I'm not that happy. And that's what I'm. That's what I said to you earlier as well. Is once you realize that everything you do in life is actually for other people, right? Mm. So, okay, the example that I gave now for the sake of the people on the podcast is that even, even you brushing your teeth is technically for someone else. Yeah. It's so that you can have a conversation and not smell them out of the room, right? So, once you get to that point of realizing that, it changes your perspective. And I think once you've had a perspective change of your future, then, you, then you, your goals change. The goal both shifts tremendously. Now it's not about, let's see how much money I can have, but now it's about, I'm going to have a lot of money because when I do have that, you know, firstly, your faithfulness to God in, in, in the season, in the season of tithe, giving, etc. But more than that, then after is, you know, really being faithful and stewarding your finances, stewarding that success that God bestows upon you. Yeah. It's similar to what we said earlier with the talent and the season of, let's say, sport. Yeah. Right, sport is a season. You can't be a rugby player for the rest of your life. You could try, but I think it's going to be yeah, disaster, I mean, <laughs> you're not going to be professional. Let's call it that. An 80-year-old buddy playing with 30-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> so in that season of testing faithful, in that, you know, that's kind of what I'm aiming at when I'm when I'm saying that you are launched into what God wants you to do, and then you test faithful in that, in the sense of you know you realize that everything you do, everything you have, everything you attempt so that other people can benefit from that but actually adding on to that if you position your mindset in that way saying okay everything you do is for someone else or for other people then that pressure because for me it's like okay cool i have to brush my teeth for other people i'm not going to flip and half brush my teeth you know mm. you're going to make sure it's shining even if that's like a metaphor you're going to make sure it's like perfect like super clean yeah yeah um and that pressure can elevate you probably to another, a completely new level of performance. Mm. No, definitely. Look, pressure is a whole nother topic that we can speak about. Mm. Uh, I think pressure is one of our, or experiencing pressure is one of our most natural states, actually. And most people think that's like, not even a liability or an expense. They think they look at pressure in a negative connotation, majority Mm. of people do. But I've learned like the last few months to use pressure to like, I said, elevate myself to a completely new level. Yeah. And that's then what you, what you get at is, so I had to look at myself as an individual. And I think this comes down to a lot of identity. It comes down to a lot of topics that a person can speak on hours for, but identity in Christ and rooted, rooted in Christ. And that's what I said earlier, you know, everything, every God moment that I had that pushed me in the right direction that I believe is God's plan for my life, all of it happened in church. You know, a small testimony. The, the night my mind changed about ministry, there was a, there was a park acoustics at the uh, whatever building. Yeah. 
Um, they had a massive setup there. It was going to be this nice, the, all these hipster bands, you know, I was really yeah. into that music at that stage. And they're going to have like this wine thing and everybody just sits on the grass and you chill with your friends. And it was a Sunday night. And my friends had invited me and I was super keen to go because I like these kind of things. So I was, music. yeah, I was at church the morning, you know, the Dalky church thing. And in the evening, um, I was planning on going with them. But something just didn't leave me about going to church. And I just didn't feel like it's right missing church to go to park acoustics. You know, there was going to be no spiritual food there at all. You know, and um, last minute I actually ditched them. I was dressed to go. Yeah. Last minute I just phoned. I said, listen, I'm going to go to church. Went to church. And this is where I think a lot of things shifted in my head regarding ministry and regarding what I'm doing with my life now. So Pastor came out and I always like greeting him um, when he comes. So I was standing in the second row behind Pastor Selo and his son, Pastor came out and he greeted Pastor Selo and he greeted his son. And then he said something to his son and he just said that, you were born into this family for a reason. God predestined, preordained you to be in your family, in a pastor's family. Always remember that. And it initially didn't make that much sense to me that I heard it so audibly. But I mean, after the service and that evening lying in bed, it hit me. You know, my mom, she married, um, she obviously she married my dad, then she got divorced and she married another guy. But then she married a pastor, yeah. you know, and this, she could have married anybody. It was a pastor. And that's where things shifted in my head. And I was like, whoa, all right, God, maybe, maybe there is that chance that, you know, you have called me for for ministry or maybe just working with people or whatever it shifted my whole mindset yeah. but it's also because i wanted to make an impact you know and it helped me in that direction so it shows you the importance of church in your plan to god's yeah. plan as well yeah and actually what you said there because you almost like the statement you made now ties into and i think it's a, an idea that a lot of young people maybe people have that they're like, oh yeah, they can only influence, not only influence, but only really influence people in a godly way if they're in ministry. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole another topic we can discuss another time or whatever, how you can influence people for God, if you want to call it that, mm -hmm. in school, in business, in the university and stuff. Because I mean, a lot of people, I don't think they've had that revelation, whereas you have had that revelation. So... I mean, but like tying it back to the my plan versus his plan thing, mm. looking at me, for example, um, once I stopped playing rugby and that there was a lot of wrestling, like your, <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> yeah, the last, I don't know, your, even before lockdown, like the amount of wrestling I had to go through and it's, it's crazy now looking back on it, like I said, cause I mean the last four months or so I've probably been in the best place of my life. Like really mm. i'm like on, it feels like i'm on top of the world and i don't want that feeling to go away not to say like oh yeah i'm better than everyone else whatever but i'm helping people every single day i mean in the last four months i probably only had like one or two days where i've been like mm. yeah, you know, yeah. me kind of kind of like mindset or whatever which i got out of it relatively quickly anyway um but looking at the my plan versus his plan after all the wrestling and that i was like okay cool you know jason wants to go into business and it's like shop and that's where it ended like i used this analogy or this example the other day um with my friends who like hiking and stuff and we were talking about going to the drakensberg and then we talked about the mist on the drakensberg or whatever and i was like you know that's exactly where i was at because it was jason's plan but it's almost like when you climb up the mountain 
and then there's mist and you can't see anything further. So mm. you've started your ascent or whatever, but that, it stops there. If you go any further, you could fall off the side of the cliff. Yeah. You know, you could, or you turn around and go back. And so I was in a place of like neutrality and I was like sitting there. I was like, okay, what do I do now? And then I don't even know what the mindset switch was, but I was like, okay, like stuff Jason's plan now. Now give it to God. You know, it's scary now because you don't know which direction it's going to take you and you have like all these small fears or irrational fears because yeah. fears are irrational anyway because um, it's not real, you know. Um, but as soon as I was like, okay, flip, I'm done. Like I'm really getting nowhere by myself. And I was like, okay, cool, it's God's plan. Then the real motivation started kicking in for the podcast. Not to say that that's my career at all, but the motivation and the ideas really started flowing for the podcast and the listenership if you want to call it that started picking up as well but more importantly then i knew my next step in business because jason's plan was business but it stopped there then it was like okay cool first step is insurance and Mm. then after that it just builds on and on and it's like i said it's not like i can see 10 years into the future i don't know what's gonna happen in five ten years definitely not and i mean geez would i work as hard if i knew what was happening in the next five or ten years doubt it I mean maybe in 5 or 10 years we can have another <laughs> episode of this like episode 5000 and look yeah, back maybe. or whatever um, but yeah when, when I gave it over to God then things started falling into place opportunities started presenting themselves yeah, yeah. I mean I haven't even started working yet but the more I pursued God the more opportunities came I mean I've hardly done anything and I've already got like 8 clients in my portfolio Mm. and it's like okay cool but I've done like almost nothing yeah I think your I think God's plan right yeah. comes with something that supposedly is opposite it comes with a lot of resistance but it also comes with a lot of momentum and that's how uh, that's how kind of I knew I was in God's plan um, in the sense where all of a sudden resistance in the sense of I had a lot of thoughts am I leaving swimming prematurely you know I just swam my best goal ever yeah, I feel you You know I just I just hit all my goals that I have set so far for the last X amount of years I just hit them there yeah. and it was almost like this release okay you've now done what you needed to do in swimming I'm calling you in this direction yeah and what it's like oh no but I like it just like you said it's like I achieved my goals mm. for me like it is stupid it, it, in the natural it made no sense because right before i stopped playing we played against the bulls there were comments made about me there or whatever i'm not like tooting my horn or my own horn mm. or whatever but comments made about me there i mean i broke through into the first team squad i was playing i got my first game starting at eight man and it's like all these opportunities start presenting themselves mm. so then it's like that resistance really really yeah. really comes but then you step into what God called you to do, and then then you see there's momentum. Yeah, and then also with the momentum thing, and sorry, you can build on yeah. that now, but like the momentum, uh, the whole momentum thing, I think it was Pastor that also actually said it the other day. Um, he's saying it's almost like everyone now, this time of the year, starts dialing down, and it's like, okay, things get quieter. I mean, even in, in the insurance and stuff, it's like, okay, you don't necessarily want to sign. Um, clients now because you know they want to go they start getting into that holiday mood they don't really want to go for their health checkups or they don't want to do all this paperwork and stuff even if they're not really doing anything Mm. in reality but that's besides the point and you know in university it's like a cooling down period just before exams whereas for me 
that momentum shift. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, the end of the year, everyone else is going like this. But for me, everything's going like that. Mm. Because now I'm getting new clients. It's, this podcast is picking up. My mindset is like shifting drastically. And it's not like I get an off there with helping people. Like there's people, I mean, even this morning outside of the gym, I spoke to some lady for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, your momentum shift. Yeah. So. 100%. And you walk in that momentum. It's important to keep generating it and to keep walking in it because you can stop it, obviously. But I think that's how, that's how you kind of know. It's like things are falling in place as well, you know. I had to sell my business. It was a very bad time for, for the economy. And um, I was advised to keep holding on to the business, you know, keep holding on to the clients. And I just knew I had to let it go. I got a buyer immediately. I mean, the school that I built the swimming pool for, they just came and made me an offer. It was an offer I couldn't refuse. Yeah. It was like these things just fell into place um, supernaturally. Uh, and then obviously you are, you are sometimes your own resistance, you know, your own mind plays games on yourself yeah, on, on itself and, agree with that. and you become the best lawyer in your head. <laughs> yeah. Luckily in your head, you, you're, the, you're the defense and the state, you know, you can, you can argue both sides yeah. and hopefully the right side wins. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, what I want to get at is, you know, between your plan and God's plan, I think they're very much interlinked. There's a lot of times where you started on your plan right and there's some inherent ability that god gave you that has started you on that journey you know maybe like we said earlier maybe it was your parents that forced you into a direction or not forced but pushed you into a direction and that was for me the case in in a, in a certain extent but i'm like they do see things that you don't necessarily see you know they look at things from different perspectives like i always say you know um <laughs> when we look at our parents we can't understand the decisions that they make yet when they make decisions the first thing that they take on is responsibility so they make res they make decisions with responsibility so it's way bigger saying a yes or a no for them than what we expect you know we expect a yes yeah but just a yes they see it totally different and i think a lot of the times they do see that as well they can see they spot talent um they can see what you naturally gifted at you are they child i mean i look at my son i can see naturally what he's good at yeah. he just does certain things very well naturally and he might not necessarily think that or maybe there's moments in your life where you are good at something but someone said something to you and you started doubting whether you were that good in it or not yeah. i mean you can go into a whole another conversation with that yeah so but that starts you out and then i think it's important to keep your relationship rooted in Christ to that extent where your identity needs to be, you know, s sorted out by the time God's plan hits you, that you, there's not a doubt, right? You know, I'm walking in God's plan now and your relationship with the Holy Spirit is so important as well because He's your GPS. He's the one that guides you. And I'm not speaking airy-fairy relationship with the Holy Spirit, but I mean, all the time you can speak to Him. All the time He's speaking to you. All the time you get, you're getting direction. You know, you're getting guidance. And once you latch onto that, I always say it's like being Superman, but not knowing you're able to fly. Yeah. You know, and that's the Holy Spirit for you is you can literally know the future if you tap into the Holy Spirit and yeah. he, he directs you literally your steps all the way. Yes, you make decisions and um, you're, still a, <laughs> you're still a person, but I think we all can use some good guidance at the end of the day. 100%. Moment. And I mean, we can even obviously not now you can even tie them into an eventual topic 
of not necessarily like timing, but okay, it's something that I realized. And mm. like, correct me if you don't agree with this or whatever, but for example, now we're talking about like relationships, right? So in a, there's, for me, this is just me maybe, but mm. there's no point in me being in a relationship if I don't know which direction I'm headed in yet. Mm. For me, it was a complete waste of time being in relationships and not knowing what was going on because, I mean, in my previous relationship as well, and tires and, and some other episode or whatever, but it's like we started in the same place and then the drifting took place and that's for a whole lot of reasons or whatever, but we drifted apart mm. because the, the season started changing and stuff. Yeah. So for me, it's like if you don't know where you're headed and you're not certain on it, you're not certain on God's plan, then there's zero points in being in a romantic relationship. Yeah, well, look, in business, there's a thing called time and chance. Yeah. Right? Being at the right time um, or the right place at the right time gives you the chance. Yeah. I take a story like David, for instance, right? David was actually, if you think about it, he was in the right place at the right time. Because had he been with his brothers, this whole scenario, the way things could have played out could have been completely different. Yet he was where everybody thought you should not have been if you wanted to be chosen. Yeah. If you think about it, he was literally in the fields doing his thing, you know, yet at the end of the day, that was the right place and the right time and he got the chance. Yeah. And I think for us, it's the same. One thing that I can honestly say is wherever God's presence is can never be the wrong place. You know, wherever God's presence is, and you said it this morning as well, we don't always necessarily want to, but I think you can never make a mistake. If that's if God's presence is going to show up there, be there because that's most likely going to be the right place at the right time, and that's where things are awakened. That's where you realize certain things. That's where perspective is changed. Time and chance, I think, in in your Christian walk is in, is incredibly important. Yeah. All right, I'd like to just end this whole thing by asking actually a twofold question, but it's more to get you to think about life and think about direction. Um, the first question that we did speak about briefly is, you know, happiness. What is happiness? What does it even look like? And then the second question is, have you ever been in any area of your life or any stage of your life where you had no problems? Like zero, nothing, nada. No problems. And the reason I'm asking that is to get to the conclusion that problems is, is always kind of there. You know, it's always there. But I think once you get so swept up or caught up in your own problems everything in your life becomes about you you solve your problems because one you think once you solve your problem you achieve whatever happiness looks like yes yeah. you think you get to the destination of happiness but yet there's never been a stage where there's not been problems 100%. so how realistic is is that specific pursuit then yeah and i think that's something that people are gonna have to ponder after this because i think you made them think hell of a lot in this episode great um but i just wanted to say thank you for being on this episode and i'm sure you're gonna have many adoring fans out there that are going to come to this episode and listen so the views are going to get higher so thank you for that <laughs> um and yeah i'm looking forward to future episodes with you because we've discussed a broad range of topics that we could never do in one episode it's going to take mm. about three weeks to record so i just want to say thank you for being on the episode and lastly guys i just want you to please as usual give your feedback it's really awesome to hear the stories of people how these episodes have helped them and affected them in a positive sense 
So please, and it sounds like a shameless plug, but it really is because we need this podcast to grow. Because like I said in the previous, or not the previous episode, but the one before, there's really stupid podcasts out there that are getting recognition and growing for what? It's not going to help people. It's not going to grow people. It's not going to stretch people. So let's grow this podcast audience so that more people can be stretched and they can grow and understand and learn who they are and who God is and who ugh, what role God can play in their life. So please do that like, share and subscribe thing so you can hear the latest podcast and share with your friends, your family. Honestly, these podcasts can help anyone out there and without you or with you, this podcast is going to be successful. Like I said, this is going to be the number one motivational podcast in the world. I said that this morning on my Instagram and I firmly believe that. I know what weight these podcasts carry and with the right guests and the right attitude in that, this podcast is going to be very successful in the sense of helping other people. So that is where I'm going to end it. Thank you and goodbye.